Wilder, you never cease to amaze me. Because- oh, what I do now? <laughs> no. I- <laughs> The harder they fall. So you you pointed out that a lot of people are talking about it. I went in and watched it. It's a film. It starts out by saying that it's fictitious, but that the people in it are real. The entire cast bar, a couple of people are men and women of color. They're Black actors. And I thought, how am I going to describe this? But let me just say it's a Western Yeah, I come from Westerns. You don't. You're a couple generations behind me. But in 60s and 70s, you know, you had true grit. You had all of these Westerns filled with white men and then Mm -hmm. Native American people. And in the whole. No, not actually Native American people. Well, (laughs) well, some of them are a couple. Yeah. But anyway, Yul Brenner as a Native American. (laughs) Hey, there you go. And then enter this film. And here's how I'm going to describe it. First of all, it's. The storyline is incredibly rich, much richer than any Western I've ever seen. Any Western. It's sophisticated. The cinematography could be postcard after postcard after postcard. I mean, that's a that's a Western for you. Yeah, so exactly. But so here we are. And basically, some people are saying or writing that they might have created a new genre. You know, the Western with the sophisticated twist and storyline that ending broke my heart and made it, you know, it's like uh, you sort of kind of figured it out, but I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, w- I will say I loved it until about the last 20 minutes. And then I was kind of like a little far. But they did you know yeah, well, that's, that's true? But once you find out the punchline of, you know, why it all happened, that it, I thought that not, was that's great. Not far out um, at all. Yeah. That's but that uh, that final shootout scene and, you know, uh, shocker. Spoiler alert, there's a final shootout scene in a Western. Um, it just By the went way, on there a are a number of shootout scenes. There's a, quite a few. Um, but the final one for me was just a, a little bit long, but it felt to me like spaghetti Western ish by way of black Quentin Tarantino, but like uh-huh. actually having something to say. Yeah. Um, Not only which I really enjoyed. Say, but the, the beauty with which they said it, the mm-hmm. strength of the script. The acting, all of it. I mean, it, you know. I mean, it's a stellar cast. It is oh an unbelievable cast, you know, including got- the uncomparable Idris Elba. And I mean, I can go on and on, but and Jonathan he Majors. Up, he doesn't even show up for 45 minutes and it's still, yeah. Yeah. Delroy Lindo's in it. Lakeith Stanfield is fantastic. Regina King is. Regina I mean, she's got to be nominated. And then I thought it'll be very interesting to see if the Academy picks this up. They're either going to love it or they're going to ignore it. And I don't know which it's going to be. You got to Do you have a prediction here? Um, I mean, Oscars so white is not a hashtag for no reason. But, yeah. you know, hopefully they can prove them wrong. But I thought I wasn't familiar with James Samuel before this. And I think he he made a hell of a calling card for himself in this. All right, now I'm going to have to go dark for just a second and ask you. The opening scene is brutal. Yes, and then absolutely. The next, but scene, that's a western. It's most well, westerns. But the next scene is brutal. But the opening scene and the second scene takes place in a church, and it might even be the same church where Alec Baldwin's situation took place. The first ten minutes of the film, you see a lot of gun, and you see a lot of gunfire, and you see a lot of people being shot in the chest. I thought to myself. I don't know how anybody can watch these openings and not go back to that moment that uh, where the accident took place. 
Did you feel that way? Did it bring that back to you? Do you wonder if they're going to do scenes quite like that in the future? Honestly, no. I think, you, mean, uh, you, mean you know, you you're no not soul? supposed to have. Are you saying you have no soul? No, I'm I'm saying that never should have happened. There's absolutely zero reason for that accident to have happened. But, well, but watching those things, especially in the church, which is exactly it was the same thing that happened. I, just, I have, you know, way too much inside knowledge. There's zero reason why any guns should be firing anything on yeah. any set ever. So, you know, I get I that they want with it. And I think the general public might have a bit of a hard time with it. Because it's just too, you know, mirror image of what actually. I'm happened. sorry. I think that's sorry. I, I don't mean to be crass, but I think that's crap. We live in a world full of school shootings almost daily. Yeah. And if this is the thing that bothers you, like you've suddenly woken up and gotten a soul because a DP and was <laughs> no. killed, like it's awful and it never should have happened. Exactly. But there's true actual crime happening every day because we have no gun laws in this country. So like, and I feel feel that as well. But when you see it on the screen, you know, three weeks after to me, it was, it was part of it. It was part of the, and then I moved on. I mean, it's, it's a Western though. You're, you're going to have a lot of death, a lot of guns, a lot of blood. Like to me, I'm far more upset whenever a horse gets killed in a Western than when a person does. Let's not get into the opening scene of Sounder where they're riding away, taking these people of color off a plantation and the dog is barking and trying to keep up with its, its, its owners. And they shoot the dog bold. Fa- I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I, I, I stopped watching Yellowstone cause I couldn't get past that first scene. Just couldn't okay. do it. I was Yellowstone done. is the finest thing out there. And this season, season four is unbelievably great. And you've got to move beyond that first scene. I promise not you. Not going to do it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I also I th- don't love Taylor Sheridan, who's the creator and writer of that show. I just, he can't uh, do I women and it really bothers me. So oh, I think he's doing a great job with, with the women. And okay. But here's the other thing. I, I love the word. I, I kept searching for the word of what, what's so different about this Western. And it was the sophistication of it you know, the complexity of what everybody's thinking and the way they dress and the way they carry themselves. And I just, God, I can't get over, just watch it for the beauty of it all. Well, I think, I think it's an updated Western. I think it's certainly, you know, the music in this is astonishing. It'll surprise you. It's not a traditional Western and just about any way. And I think that's exactly what this genre needed, right? They did a remake of The Magnificent Seven a few years ago that was just like, put me to sleep, right? Um, And a Western should have sweeping vistas. It should have a phenomenal score. It should have really long shots that are, you know, intense on people's eyes and trigger fingers and whatever, right? But like this takes that and elevates it to a world in which, first of all, for those of you who are not familiar with the title, it's almost an entirely Black cast, right? It's about the idea of the frontier and starting a town for the Black community so that they have their own businesses, their own ability to sustain themselves. But at the center of it is gang life, right? It's it's the Wild West. You've got two gangs against each other. You've got Idris Elba's gang against Jonathan Major's gang. And that's the center of this movie. And at the center of it, it's a Western. Uh, uh, but well, it has it has so much more to say than a traditional Western. You know, and it's funny because the one of the opening scenes, the opening music to it is rap. 
And yeah. I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm like from Bonanza, bump it a bump it a bump yeah. a bump banana, you know, like, you know, the, the Westerns of old up until now um, never would have thought rap belongs here. And yeah. it fits beautiful. That's what I mean by it. it's just took it to a whole nother level. And the sophistication of this new genre they're bringing in was really amazing. But also the people in it. Get this. So Nat Love, Mary Fields, Rufus Buck, Cherokee Bill, Bill Bickett, Jim Beckworth, um, and Bass Reeves are all historical figures of the West. And in fact, Nat Love was a real cowboy and he wrote an autobiography called The Life and Adventures of Nat Love, A True History of Slavery Days. It was Mm -hmm. published in 1907. I'm trying to find a copy because I want to read it now. I didn't even know that the Wild West had black people. And it's just. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a big part of why they wanted to make this movie is because there were a lot of cowboys of color because it was the Wild West. There were no rules. Right. And and a lot of a lot of people could go from being slaves. And and it was such a and sorry, enslaved peoples. It was such a trajectory to go from being an enslaved person to now being a sharecropper and and still owing your life and being owned by someone else that this opportunity to go be a cowboy and be an outlaw, essentially, even though not all of them were outlaws, was such a real alternative. Well, they were on the run. Let's face it. Get this. You'll remember that during the when they're on the train scene during the heist. Right. So Mm -hmm. Cherokee Bill says to the general on the train, here's what he says. Are you going to let us off? Dread Scott Free. Now mm-hmm. we've all heard of Scott Free before. Okay, turns out, and I'm re- I'm reading this actually from IMDb. So Dread Scott was this important legal case which went all the way to the Supreme Court in 1857. Dred Scott was a slave. He sued his owner for freedom, as the law required slaves who spent time in free territories to be released. The Supreme Court ruled. That citizenship was not intended to be granted to African-Americans, causing Mm -hmm. a fervor, um, further inflaming public debate over slavery and contributing significantly to the start of the Civil War. But I never knew that's where Scott Free came from. Did you? No, I I didn't know it was from the Dred Scott case. I know um, that was a, a huge instigator for the Fugitive Slave Act. And then that was the precursor. That was the big, you know. Bleeding Kansas was the big precursor to the Civil War, but I did not know that it came from the Dred Scott case, which was, you know, monumental in so many ways. That's what I mean. This film is so sophisticated. They really layered in some amazing Mm -hmm. moments in history that were so relevant to this, you know, and but in addition to writing, directing and producing the movie, James Samuel, he also wrote, produced and on some tracks performed on the soundtrack album. This guy did it Along with uh, Jay-Z, which I think is freaking awesome. And, you know, Netflix, this was a a roll of the dice. And I'm so glad they did it because these are the kinds of movies we need right now. And you need to be seeing representation. These are the stories that we don't know are out there that we have to be telling right now. Uh Yeah, but they do it, you know, at a much higher level than it would have been good no matter probably. Well, I shouldn't say that. They, but and they do everything with the sense of excellence that I think is is just tremendous. I don't think there's any piece of this film that can be criticized in a real way or that took down the rest of it. I think they all added to the fact that it elevates it to such a high level. I can't. I don't think I would have seen it had you not brought it up. Now, what were you hearing about it? What what were you hearing? 
Oh, I it was all over my Facebook. It was getting great reviews from everywhere. Um, I know the executive who greenlit this film, um, and I'm I'm sure it was a passion project of his. And it's been his MO to get movies like this made. And I'm grateful that he's doing it because we need them. And I don't know, it was all over, it's all over my my social media. And I was yeah. like, we should really it's pay funny. attention to this. It was not on mine. It was not on mine. And when I went into Netflix, I had to actually search for it. It didn't show up in what's trending. It didn't show up in you should watch. It mm. was nowhere, it was not being recommended to me in any way. And I I've got to understand, we've got to ask Netflix to come on or explain to us how their algorithms work because well, this should have been one that should have been right in front of me. Should have been. I uh, think it, it might know who you are. Are you saying because I'm white? You I, and you, and maybe a boomer. Oops. <laughs> and I don't watch a lot of films with, uh, with people of color. I just don't. It's not in front of me. Well, either. and you know, when I looked up on Facebook who they thought I was, um, they certainly thought I was a black woman. Uh, which is great. I was totally a okay with that, uh, but it did make me chuckle a little because yeah. I'm I'm white and Jewish. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I hope people will listen to this before they go because I think some of the things we just laid out are really important in understanding it. You know, um, so get this. So there's a part in the film at the beginning, and I went back and rewound it three times and I couldn't understand what Nat Love said. So I'm going to, I'm going to, so the, the priest is saying, is it all over? And Nat Love says, this is a wanted man, turn his body in and you will get $5,000 for your church. And the priest says, well, why aren't you taking him in yourself? And Nat Love says, I'm only worth $10. Oh, I didn't, I couldn't hear what he said exactly. in that scene. Thank you, you for saying hear it. And I think that's really an important part of it. So there's some really clever one-liners yeah, in this. Yeah. And there's quite a few, you know, traditional cliche Western tropes that they subvert in this in a really fun way because we're so conditioned in these movies to know what's coming next. And they did a really good job of showing you there's a new way to do this. Yeah, well, there you go, right? Well, also And the women, the women in this movie. Oh, they're I was so concerned going into this as so we are, good. you know, a so female based good. podcast and, you know, women in Westerns don't usually have much to do aside from like be a whore or be in danger. Right. Uh, and Zazie Beats and Regina King and Danielle Deadweiler proved me very wrong. Uh, and I was so grateful for that because they are fantastic in the movie. Yeah, really um, good. There, Another yeah. quote, too, I wanted to lay out. How long have you been alive in this country? A rock in a hard place is what we call Monday. Yeah, there's there's a lot of yeah. awareness around being Who knew? That's black in America I, yeah. at this time. Yeah. Amazing. 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 And the soundtrack alone. Oh, so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Spotify. I bet it's trending there. I can't imagine. But I just can't speak more highly of it. I'm and glad you liked it. I know. I really, really liked it. I really liked it. All right. And moving on. I mean, anything else on your agenda for the film? Because I have a couple of questions I wanted to sort of bring up. No, go for it. Okay. You didn't watch the end of, of um, Dope Sick, did you? Oh, I did. I did. I finished it. Okay. We reviewed this earlier and talk to me what you thought about the last episode without too many deal breakers. Um, I mean, the show ends in 2006. Uh, and then kind of gives you a newsreel essentially of like kind of what's happened since then. Um, I think it's a little bit 
lackluster for me. I liked the arc of our main doctor, uh, Michael Keaton's character, because oh, I adore him. I but after episode three, to me, it really felt like an after school special. Yeah. Um, I, don't know I, didn't, I didn't I didn't agree with that part, but I think that last episode really seared my heart. You know, it really brought home the enormity of what happened and, and the demise of people, good people who just did what their doctor told them. And I just think it's such an important show for people to watch because it also shows how you got to be responsible for your own your own trajectory. You know, you have to do the best you can to find out what things are made of. You know, I don't know. I thought the last episode was excellent. I think Michael Keaton needs to definitely sit at the top of the stage for some sort of award ceremony. He's just was so good. So good. I think Michael Keaton's always good. I actually thought Michael Stuhlbarg as Richard was fantastic. Like his voice through the whole thing. He just feels like scum throughout the entirety of it. Um, you, well, and I, I went and took a, vi- I wanted to listen to a video of the real Richard Sackler to see what he sounded like. Mm-hmm. He nails it, you know, and it, not, I mean, they're it, both. it doesn't sound exactly like him, but, but the timber of it and the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Darth Vader-ish bit is like, uh, you know, it's just stellar, stellar. You know, I think it's an incredibly important story. Pretty much everyone in this country has been touched by addiction in one form or another. Obviously, you know, this this story has continued past where this show ends. And I think there's a lot more to be said on the topic than just what the show has to say. But the way that they portrayed it past the third episode to me was like, oh, you take one pill of Oxycontin and you are addicted for the rest of your life. And that's the end. And while that is certainly true for many, many, many people, that is not true for everyone. And I don't know, I think there was room for a little bit more nuance in this show than they allowed for. But I also appreciate how well they depicted how difficult it was to nail the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma for this. So I I think they did a good job with that. But when it came to the public, I, I just felt like it was a little... Paint by numbers. I, I looked. Could it have been edited maybe two or three episodes less? Yeah. But uh, overall, that's I what think, I mean, though, is if, no, if you're, you're right. going to go, if you're going to have that many episodes, yeah. give me a deeper story. Yeah. And also you need to have more characters or something. But I, I really just wanted more of the characters that were there. So but there's a scene in the re- in rehab where mm. um, Michael yeah. Keaton brings in a salesperson it's and great. You, you think he's going to do one thing and he does something else. And it is a moment. It is a game searing stopping moment. So yeah. anyway, do finish it. And if you, by the way, if you got sick of it in the middle and you stopped, go watch the last episode. It'll, it'll round it out. It'll give you some sort of closure. And they're going to be doing a season two, which disappoints. Are they? Yeah. They're going to carry it through to show what happened afterward. Oh, interesting. I don't know that it really needs a season two personally, but most things, considering way, like, most things don't need a season two, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we we're living it right yeah, now. Exactly. Like exactly. they, you know, the Sackler family is walking away pretty much scot-free. So yeah. great. Well, um, this is going to drop on Thanksgiving Okay. Um, and we wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll be dropping, yeah. yeah, we'll be dropping the day before Thanksgiving. And then in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing our year in review for the end of the year. So it's an exciting time to get into the holidays. And uh, so we'll yeah, be- it's Oscar season, guys. Very exciting. I know. And are you going to, are we going to get you to a theater before the end of the year? Hey, I went to see Dune 
We'll see. Okay. I don't know. There's a, right. like, if I can watch it at home, I'll probably watch it at home. It just depends on what the movie is. Exactly. Okay. See you next week. Bye guys. Bye.